0: Are you comfortable in there? Yeah. Okay. Well, nice. You're a big guy.
1: I could be in it. i
0: will You. 6'2". Six, 6'2"? Two. Six, two? Did you ever play any sports?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. what Would you play? Well, I played basketball. I'm a but uh, you know I grew up in uh, in the Bronx and basketball was like gang war. Huh. You know it was it was, uh, it was it was do or die, and I was a big guy. And uh, they like to beat me up because I was Jewish too. I was playing at the Irish kids. Oh, God, it was terrible. Oh, yeah. And uh, then I switched to, I, I was big in handball. Big, oh, yeah. Big time handball player. Nice. I won some championships. I played with Louis Russo. He was my first partner. Louis Russo was one of the world champions in the United States. Oh, okay. Great player. And uh, the MacArthur brothers. Oh, man, it was some great times. Great handball players where did you guys play? Just like at the local park, or? no? We had a. I was uh, my parents joined this, a uh, beach club in the Bronx with no beach. Middle class, lower middle class beach club. Uh, big pools, but a lot of handball. My dad was a great handball player, and uh, was he a big guy too? Not as big as me, uh-huh. but he was. He was a beautiful guy. Yeah, I mean, you look at my dad, his body, handsome guy, gorgeous. Yeah, oh, look at me. Come on. <laughs> No, he was a very, very well-built athlete. Played basketball, handballed, switched to golf at one time, but then I got big into skiing. Really? Yeah. Skiing took me away, man. Skiing just <laughs> took me out. It's, it's just, a rush, huh? Yeah. The The adrenaline going down the... Yep. Mountain climbing, got big into the mountain climbing and wilderness stuff and went to Alaska, lived in the woods for... Uh, Four months with a gun, really? Yeah, when I was 20, 24, 25, something like that. hitchhiked to Alaska with a gun and from New York. No, I I had been uh, I've been a wilderness guide for a while. Oh, okay. Skiing got me into the woods. Oh, okay. And once I found the woods, I said, "Holy shit, this is amazing!" And I became a, a whitewater river guide for a while. I uh, ran the, the Rogue River a lot up in Oregon. Uh, a lot of rivers. Uh, in um, Oregon, the 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 shoots river was a great river. Not not that it wasn't that tough. The Rogue was pretty tough. Uh, hiked into Havasu Canyon forty years ago when nobody knew about it. Really, you know, beautiful, yeah, beautiful. Now you need a permit and all kinds of shit. Oh, to, really? To get down there? Yeah, I've never been. Oh, gorgeous, gorgeous place. Um, but mostly spent a lot of time in the woods, a lot of mountaineering stuff. You know uh climbing with skis uh you get one run you know you climb up with seal skins on your on your skis Do you know about that no seal, seal skin you put seal put seal skins on the bottom of your of your skis and the the fur goes one way so when you slide up the ski doesn't slide back as you yeah, go up yeah really you
0: wow know? What it, it, it like uh it X is traction? Well, is
1: it's not traction. Yeah, well, you could say that. It's not really traction because as you're sliding up, it's smooth. It's smooth. But the ski won't go back because the hair wow. it goes one way. And uh, and then they changed. They stopped killing seals, which is okay. So now yeah. there's mohair, mohair seal skins, and they work really well too. But I had a set of those, and we used to do a lot of mountain. You go up, you climb all day for one run, and it's usually a pretty uh, pretty tricky run. Yeah, Glacius king is what it is. Up in Bend, out of Bend, Oregon. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Three sisters, wilderness area. Beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful up there. Oh, God, you're going back a lot of years now.
0: <laughs> Did you? Are you an Nolene child?
1: No, I got a. I had a terrible sister. Oh yeah, <laughs> older? <laughs> I assume. Older. Yeah. Nasty. <laughs> tough. <laughs> yeah. Bronx, tough. Girl was tough. Yeah. Anybody came near me, she beat the crap out of them. <laughs> beat the crap out of them. And then when my parents were gone, she beat the crap out of me. That's
0: <laughs> hilarious. Uh, yeah, I have an older sister, too. She's the same way. Whoa. Yeah, they get along great.
1: <laughs> wow. Was she a big girl, too? Very big. Yeah? And a huge body. Just not beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Gorgeous body. Just yeah. beautiful. And... uh and one day, I remember she came home from school one day and she was really pissed off. Because she wore her, back in those days, the girls would wear their sweaters backwards to uh, accent their breasts. Uh-huh. And she already had huge yeah. breasts. But she wasn't fat. They uh-huh. were, it was all breasts. Really? Wow. Know? And then she came home and said, if one guy, one more guy calls me big job, I'm going to kill him. Big job. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. Columbus High School in the Bronx is not not an easy school. No. So she was tough. You were tough. I was not tough. (laughs) I I went to music and art in in Manhattan. It's not a tough school. Getting to school was tough. Yeah. The the bus ride through Harlem was hard. Yeah, yeah. But once I ran to school, (laughs) I got into school. It was okay. Nice. That's great. Where are your parents from? New York. uh, Manhattan. Oh, okay. Uh, Second generation... First generation No they were born In the states My grandmother Came over from uh, Odessa Odessa Russia Yeah That's the city With the sense of humor Oh okay When I started To get into comedy I realized Oh that's where It comes from My grandma That's really What the city Is known for Yeah City with the sense of humor Come on Yeah I'm serious No no, no.
0: I'm not serious No, it's because I I haven't met a Russian with a sense of humor. (laughs) (laughs) Most of them don't because they're not Jewish. You got to meet the (laughs) Russian
1: Jews. (laughs) The other ones are really, you're right, they're not funny at all. (laughs) Constantly negotiating.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, as far as, uh, you know, the fear factor goes, yeah, they got that down. You know what I mean? Like, I'm definitely afraid of them. (laughs) You know what (laughs) I mean? And they they got that down. Uh, But, uh, yeah, funny, uh, no. <laughs> no, um, But that's great uh, So What was it like Growing up in the Bronx
1: Tough Yeah Tough it was, you know, Fighting Fighting Gang wars Fighting Yeah P- People beating the crap out of each I was five years old And uh, So what year are we talking I was born in 44 Okay I'm 76 Alright 1944 I was five So 1949 Somewhere around there Uh, This kid beat the crap out of me I was playing and he beat the crap out of me. He's because he, I was Jewish. Oh, and I didn't even know I was. I mean, <laughs> nobody told me. I learned I was Jewish How from an Irish know? from an Irish kid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, the Irish kids, man, huh? Yeah, oh, they're tough. They're tough, right?
1: And they and, hated the Jews. Mm, hated and, the, and they, they, they had,
0: hate everybody. <laughs> it's not Irish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Especially in a neighborhood like that, that's like a, you know tight niche and stuff. And like I'm sure, like a lot of them, everybody knew each other around there.
1: Yeah, sort of, mm-hmm. sort of. It was an all-white neighborhood. No no black, they, the, the it was a, a bunch of buildings built by Metropolitan Life. It was the first project. And for some reason, no black, they wouldn't allow black people to move in. Now it's totally different, of course. But, uh, mm-hmm. and, and so it was all white. All white. So the the way I put it was uh, there was no black people, so the white people had to kill each other. <sighs> you know, it was like. You got it's like human nature we got to beat up somebody yeah everybody yeah. for some reason yeah. I don't know why but
0: it's true it's true I, I think it's a rite of passage of being American you know I, I think that uh you know like uh you know every race that that comes in you know they have to give it to the new ones right. that come in right. you know right and um and and then those new ones give it to the new ones that come in after them. So I think no. it's a, it's a, it's a rite of passage. Well, you know, it's a, it's an American thing, you know, and it's, you know, yeah, cause it's weird because, you know, the Irish, they were discriminated against big right. time. I'm, I mean, you know, they were, I mean, you know, other white people were just like no Irish and they had signs and, you know, they beat up on them and they had, you know, uh, really, you know, derogatory
1: uh, names, for Them, right? Yeah, L- Lenny Bruce had a great joke about that. He said, He said, uh, there's one, he's a Puerto Rican guy, and there's uh, and then there's Danny, he's a, uh, an Irish guy, and there's this guy, and he's an, and let's all get together and beat up the it- Polak. <laughs> that's hilarious! <laughs> it's a great joke,
0: yeah, yeah, and that's that's another uh group that 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 got discriminated against, you know, everybody, the, the Polish,
1: yeah, no, everybody, everyone gets their turn. I was, I was, you know, my wife is Cuban. Mm-hmm. So uh, was I went to visit my mother-in-law for the first time. We we're sitting on the beach in uh, in Miami. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting on a bench, and uh, these two black guys walk by. And my mother-in-law, Cuban, yeah. she comes from Cuba, yeah. I mean, super Cuban. Yeah. She said, oh, look at those black people. You know, I'm thinking, just shut the fuck up. I mean, here's a Cuban. I know. I <laughs> know. Discriminating against. Nine. But the white Cubans are... Mm. Feel better than the black Cubans. Do they? What the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the black
0: Cubans feel better than any other blacks, right? Right. You know.
1: Oh, absolutely. Right. And the Cubans feel much better than the Argentinians, right? And the Argentinians think they're better than the Cubans. (laughs) I know, I know. It's uh, and then there's the Jews. (laughs) Everybody hates the Jews, and they run everything. (laughs) Yeah, really. I wish. Look at my bank account.
0: No, but yeah, I mean it's it's it's, it's interesting thing. Um, uh, so uh, so you got into music right away when you're I started young. playing
1: songs when I was four. Wow. And uh, I, my mom noticed I had some talent, and she we were we were not we were poor, uh, and she saved her pennies to get me. Uh, oh, she said she asked my father to put pictures of musical instruments on the wall when I was about nine. And he said, Pick, point to one. I pointed to a trumpet. He went to a pawn shop and got me a bugle. A pawn shop? A pawn shop. Oh, okay. A shop. Yeah, all right. And he got me a bugle. And I I could, I could, played that bugle. I blew the piss out of it. Wow. And I became the bugler for the Boy Scouts, and I got some awards for the bugling. And and then he got me a trumpet because he saw he could spend some more money on it. How'd you learn to play? Uh... They sent me for lessons, which I hated. I hated music theory because uh, I didn't understand. I still I get it now, but I. There's a great story about Louis Armstrong. Someone said, uh, "Hey Louis, do you know any music theory?" And he said, "Yeah, but not enough to fuck up my music." Nah. <laughs> that's great. Good story. Yeah. So and then I went to music and art. I studied in grade school, junior high. Got into music and art high school, which was a great school for. Uh, from budding musicians and artists And then I switched to guitar And I started So now I play everything I, I learned I can pick up anything and play it Wow and it's just one of those things oh, And you just felt that early
0: on For Yeah Writing a song I remember I Wow mean, I remember what I remember wow. doing it It's amazing And uh, have you Does any
1: of your family like uh, Are they musically inclined they were, but you know, they went through the depression and they, and they had to take care of business rather than play music and stuff like that. And I didn't care about money. I still don't, which is not so hip, but, uh, you know, I made a decision to play music a long time ago. Wow. Yeah. And you haven't stopped since. Not really. I did a few other things. I got into the wilderness thing quite a bit. because uh-huh. I got, I got involved in Vermont In Vermont after skiing at night, we'd play uh guitars and banjos and stuff and and, uh that was that was pretty cool so i got into i got into a lot of folk music and folk music and mountaineering they seem to go together i don't know how that happens uh and then when i was in the woods it was really hard i I really couldn't play but um but it's been pretty consistent in my life i did did some other things but i was i always had an instrument nearby And and now of course after the past 35 years it's been a lot of music, a lot of comedy. I didn't know I was funny till late in life. <laughs> had no idea. I didn't know how to talk. Really? Yeah, I could play music, but I didn't know how to talk. I didn't what do you ha- mean, you didn't know how to talk? I didn't know how to communicate. You stuttered? No, I just didn't know what to say. I could play music. I could feel music, but I didn't know how to... You are real quiet? Except when I played trumpet. <laughs> That was loud Nice Yeah I bet was y- Your neighbors hated you or? Oh they hated me From the word go <laughs> Really oh, I used to put the bugle out the, out the window In the Bronx And wake everybody up In the morning Really Help get them to Blow Reveille right? Oh wow <laughs> The cops knew Where I lived Oh uh, Well That's Wow
0: That's wild So uh, Cause I I see you So you,
1: you play the bugle What else do you play uh, I play a lot of trumpet. Uh, anything you could uh, blow, blow, pluck, beat on, whatever it is. Anything bang, blow, pluck, whatever. Wow. strum. I can play it. Yeah, anything. I just choose a few things to play to uh-huh. specialize on because there's too many instruments. Like I picked up, I picked up a saxophone. I played it right away. I said, "This is too easy. I'm not going to deal with it." Uh, but I do play a Japanese shakuhachi flute, and I think you've heard me play. That's the flute here. I might have have put it in one of my bits. Oh, okay. Because I got a bunch of jokes about... There it is right there. Oh, okay. That's the Japanese? Shakuhachi flute. Oh, wow. Yeah, shakuhachi in Japanese means sucking dick.
0: Get out of here.
1: I'm serious. I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all.
0: So they got a sense of humor?
1: (laughs) Not really. No? (laughs) (laughs) It's serious shit to them. Yeah? Yeah. Have you been to Japan? No, I wish I, you know, someday I'd yeah. like to go. I haven't been to Israel. Let me get to Israel first. <laughs> I want to build, I play the shofar also. Jewish trumpet. Oh, okay. You, have you heard that? No, no, never. It's a very, very spiritual. that mm. played on the high holy days. very, very, um, um, what's the word super jewish yeah it's one of the oldest instruments on the planet king david used to dance naked in the streets to the sounds of drums and and uh shofars oh okay they would play this wild crazy music yeah he would take off his clothes and dance <laughs> like a lunatic just to show the people of jerusalem you i think you might have moved that one yeah yeah just to show the people that's okay it's i can see it's cool i think i'm gonna move this light on me a little bit. go ahead keep talking he he would dance naked in the streets just to show the people in Jerusalem that they should live with abandon, and the best way to show them how to live with abandon was to strip naked and dance crazy. And Richard Gere did it in the in the movie about King David, and you know who knows if he did it correctly, whatever. But it, it was it was a great display of letting yourself be insane in public without fear of judgment. Wow. And, And then one day King David came home and his wife said to him, you got to cut that dancing out. You got to stop that. And and that's when he left her. He said, fuck you. I'm going to dance. I'm going to dance. I need to move, honey. (laughs) Do you dance? I'm a great dancer. Yeah? Yeah. I can't dance for real, but Uh uh, when I dance, my wife leaves the room. (laughs) We were in Cuba and, uh, and we were in a nightclub, nightclubs in Cuba start like two in the morning and you go home at like eight in the morning. Yeah, it's so cool. And it was a hip hop nightclub in Cuba uh-huh. and they were all dancing. And I said, I want to dance. I want to dance. And my <laughs> wife's a great dancer. And uh, and then we went on the dance floor and I started dancing the way I dance. We cleared the dance floor. <laughs> Everybody was that white guy dancing like that. That's hilarious. My wife was so embarrassed. Uh, I was having a good time, though. You know, fuck it. If you don't know how to dance, dance anyhow. Yeah. Just yeah. dance.
0: Just dance. I'm with you on that.
1: So I took my daughter. My daughter's six and a half. I took her to see my wife's Cuban band, my wife's piano player, uh-huh. and this great all-girl Cuban band playing for like 700 people downtown, and everybody's dancing. Yeah. Dancing like crazy. And my daughter's three and a half years old. She jumps out of the stroller and runs up to people, starts dancing like a lunatic. And then she would dance with one person and get them to dance crazy. Yeah. Then she would run to somebody else. So pretty, she oh. had like ten people dancing like crazy. And I'm watching this and I go, "Oh fuck, my daughter's going to Burning Man." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And uh, what was she? She's a what six years old? You said? six and a half now? Oh yeah. Does she, what, did she play an in- instruments? instrument? She.
1: She's she's musical, but she's she seems to be more interested in dance, uh-huh. which is music to me. I mean, she yeah. loves to dance, and uh, mm-hmm. I dig it. You know, nice. whatever she likes, we're with her.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And um, so, tell me about when you uh, grew up and you went to high school. Uh, were you in band at all? Oh yeah, yeah. Well,
1: if you, I got ex- I got accepted as a trumpet player. Oh, so when you're then you're put in an orchestra and bands and so I got put in an orchestra and I got put in, you know, jazz bands and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wasn't you know, I could play. I had a I had a great ear. Yeah, but I I wasn't a great player because I didn't understand the enormity of jazz. I didn't understand how free it was because I grew up in a very repressed household Mm -hmm. and and it. Somewhere along the line, it, I began to. Under, I was watching a clarinet player, of my friend Stanley Schwartz, whose name I still remember. He turned out to be. He was playing clarinet, and he started to improvise in grade school. And I'm sitting in the audience. I'm saying, "Where the fuck are those notes coming from? How is he doing? He's not playing the melody. Where is he? How does he? Brilliant!" I, but I couldn't figure it out in my own head, and uh, and I didn't like reading, but I loved to blow. I loved just playing. And then one day somehow, I think it was my first divorce, that shocked me so much. It's it just blew my head out off the roof. And I also started doing drugs around that. Maybe it was the drugs, I don't know. <laughs> but somehow I got to understand that jazz is just fucking unbelievable. Really? Yeah. You could go anywhere you need a good ear, I mean you need to know some theory you need to know some idea where the key is and what's going on but but basically the the uh the enormity of invention is phenomenal one note you, all you know is the note you're playing until you play the next note mm, and that's wow. that's that's jazz right there that's cool you just don't know yeah you just have to be honest about who you are yeah that's a trip that and is a trip I didn't know about that either. You know, I was always busy trying to be my dad or somebody else, or and that shit don't work.
0: Right?
1: <laughs> so I mean, that I mean,
0: so were your parents? Uh, I mean, they seemed like they were supportive since they they're the ones that got you started in
1: it. You'd think that. Uh, but nothing was ever good enough mm. for my dad. Nothing was. My mom was very supportive, but my mom was loaded with self-loathing. Mm. Her dad taught her she was ugly and stupid. She was beautiful and brilliant. Oh, wow. And she thought she was ugly and stupid. Mm-hmm. So I got to learn how to be self-loathing by just watching her. Wow. You know? And my dad was a, a monster. Yeah? He, a, he was not supportive. It was Nothing was good enough. I couldn't tie my shoe right. Oh, wow. Nothing was good enough. So I, I started running away when I was five. Oh Jesus I was six I finally got away a little bit later, but I had to get away from him yeah it was terrible oh wow it was brutal well that's the that's the uh the um ideology of addiction is not feeling good enough oh okay you know just wh- why are people addicts because they they have, they feel unworthy oh okay uh, i was a I was a perfect candidate so I, that's one of the reasons drugs did did so much damage at what me. age uh, did you start drugs? I started I started everything late. I got laid late, everything was late. <laughs> you know. I started drugs when I was uh twenty four, something like that. Drugs scared me when I was going to school. You know, people died in my in my school from drugs. Yeah. So that they were not they were I was I was not I didn't do that. And then I quit and then I got into it once in my first divorce. Oh, okay. And I went through the second divorce and I went through a lot of you know, I spent ten years uh stoned. Oh wow. Living on the streets, the whole deal. Yeah. It took me down. But.
0: And did you start with like, uh, you know, mild drugs and work your way
1: up or did no. you go right to the hard stuff? I didn't do heroin, but I went to right to cocaine and everything else. Yeah. So, uh, Needled scare. I wasn't into needles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I got freebase, which is like crack, I think they call it now. Mm-hmm. So I was into into a lot of that. And freebase is really, that's. If you want to lose your mind, there it is right there. Really? Yeah, it's not. It's, it was freaky. Yeah.
0: So it, it's like it's basically uh, cocaine uh, in rock form and you smoke it?
1: It was smoked, yeah. It's, yeah. It was more like a paste. We put it in mm-hmm. a, I don't know how they do it nowadays, but we put it in uh, 150 rum, 150 proof rum yeah. in a pipe and you inhale the smoke. You light the the paste and then you inhale the paste. And there's some water. I think there was water. So in the rum. rum makes it pasty. No, the it uh, it, it, oh. is, it was a paste. Oh, okay. And you put it in it, a in a in a pipe in the pipe, and then you light it, and you where did the where did the rum come in? I can't remember where the rum came in from. Somehow the rum was in there, fifty uh-huh. proof rum. I remember that. And then you inhale the the. It's a huge white cloud in a bottle. It looked like it something from a high school chemistry class. Wow. And you inhale that, and my, my mind just fucking flipped out. It disappeared. Yeah. It fucking, I looked at the sky. I said, holy shit, all there is is the sky. That's it. Oh, wow. I remember how scary it was. And then I, and then I stopped doing that. It was too much. I, so I just stayed with cocaine. uh uh-huh. Cocaine was.
0: This like, was, what, the 70s? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Pretty much. hmm Into the 80s. Yeah. But stoned a lot. All, yeah. All day. All day. The whole day. Wake stoned up, with what? Wake up a little, a little marijuana. More, wake up a little marijuana than cocaine. Maybe nine or ten o'clock. Yeah, rest of the day stoned. Wow! And, and were you still playing music? I had, I was playing music. I was trying to make a living as a musician. I sold some stuff after my divorce. I, I had a house, and I sold the house. It all went up to drugs, uh-huh. dr- drugs and. And then I had a car. I I bought a, I bought a Mercedes Benz with that money from the house, and nice. then I eventually nice. And I eventually had to sell the Mercedes Benz for drugs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what well, was more important? You know? man. So, I mean, did you party by yourself, or
1: did you were you partying with people? Or I partied a little with other people, but mostly I always like to be alone, and that's not healthy either. Yeah. And but then when I was playing music, I was hanging out with other people, and they were all stoned, too. So it was, you know, it was it was a thing to do. It was it wasn't? It was the hip thing to do. Period. It wasn't looked upon as being a bad thing. It, we knew it was illegal, but yeah, uh, yeah, everybody, everybody did it. Yeah. So there I was, right in the right in the
0: center of it. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And did somebody turn you on to that, or did you just discover that?
1: By- yeah. The I got divorced and I was crushed. I was suicidal, and uh, a woman who was really pissed off that I married somebody else. Oh uh, and when my wife left she came by about 2 weeks later with a Mercedes Benz and a trunk full of coke. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there you she go. W- wait, this lady
0: that she was interested in you? Oh, of course. Oh, no, nice. Right? <laughs> yeah. She drove a
1: long way with that Mercedes wow. to get to my house. She heard I got she heard I was divorced, she
0: drove over right away. <laughs> it's great, man. Yeah. I mean, being a musician, I mean, and and like you said, you're a handsome guy. Um, you you could have picked up girls just, you know, without having that skill, but as a musician, they they get a yeah. lot of
1: Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah. We right. did. It was part of the deal. Yeah. That's it's cool. not necessarily good, you know, it was just and back then, this is before herpes. Mm. I'm talking. Herpes didn't come in yet, so people were fucking like unbelievable. <laughs> you know, you I would. My opening line was, "Do you want to fuck?" That, oh, this is it. that's great. That, that's and it not, used to work. Of, of course, it worked. <laughs> there, was, there was nothing stopping people from fucking. Wow. There was no AIDS, no herpes, no. My maybe a little crab every yeah. now and then a crab. <laughs> that is great. No man. worries. No oh, worries. Dude, so everyone was just banging, fucking whenever you want. It was just like. Man. Yeah, it's a dream world. <laughs> yeah. I understand it's a little bit like that in some places in our in our society. You mm-hmm. know, I hear some stories that people don't seem to care about what's going on. Yeah. Uh but back then it was okay to not care because there was nothing. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Man. It was an amazing time. It's amazing. I was running a jazz club at the time and uh I was the booker, the trumpet player, the piano player, the flute player, the comedian. I was everything, so it was easy to have. Sex was not a problem. Oh yeah, dude! They were throwing it at that, uh, yeah, absolutely right. A couple of people were really pissed off at me. <laughs>
0: that's hilarious. Oh man, that's that's wild. And uh, wow! So when did you move out, How old
1: were you? Out where? Uh, like on your own. I left when I was seventeen. I left. Uh, I found Vermont, and I found a ski lodge. And by then, I'm a I, pretty good skier. And uh, they asked me to be a ski instructor. I was one of the first Jewish ski instructors in, <laughs> in Vermont. There were a few of us. I knew. Wow. I knew the other two.
0: Is it, and th- th- those guys get a lot of action too, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Man, you were in the right place. Yeah, and probably they do. They probably do a lot of coke too, right?
1: No, uh, I wasn't doing drugs at that time. Oh, really? Not at all. Uh-huh. I, that was the furthest thing from I Wasn't anywhere in my world. Mm-hmm. No, I was just skiing and playing, yeah. the, playing the guitar, loving folk songs. Nice. And that was where I learned how to improvise a little bit because I, I wasn't improvising on the instrument, but we would sing a folk song. And they, uh, whoever was leading it would run out of verses. And I would say, I know another verse. I would just make some shit up. <laughs> and it sounded real. I could just, I, if I let my, I learned that if I let my head go and not think about yeah. trying to find something, it, the verse would pop into my head and I just had to sing it. yeah. And that was, I said, oh, that's pretty cool. I can do that. And then and when the song was over, people would say, hey, where'd you learn that verse? And I would lie. But, <laughs> you know, I heard it here, I heard it there, but I never yeah. told them I just made it up. Oh wow! Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it, is. it sounds fun.
0: So Vermont, wow! And then, then from Vermont, where did you go? Uh,
1: Vermont. From Vermont, I went the draft was happening. Oh, okay. And then I, I got a draft deferment course. because so I went to I, I, got my first draft at when I got out of uh, City College in New York. Because uh, I was skiing, stroking on the weekend. Went to City, got a BA in psychology. Went got into graduate school in Oregon, the University of Oregon. They took me with a full scholarship to uh, their master's program, graduate program in counseling psychology, mm. and I went out there, and that's when I went from the East Coast to the to the West. Oh, okay, Coast. and then you stayed on the West Coast, uh, yeah, mostly. Yeah, mostly. I did a little bit more traveling, but mostly, mostly uh, Oregon, Idaho, Alaska, stuff, yeah, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I. So, uh, what's your memories uh,
1: uh, with the Oregon? Do you, do you like it there? I loved Oregon. Oregon had the most beautiful mountains. Yeah. And the, the people were phenomenal. They were so into the... I met Steve Schaefer, who was a great river guide. He, uh, we, There were McKenzie riverboats. I used to run the Mackenzie uh, a lot. Oh, no, it was Steve McKenzie, not Steve Schaefer. I'm sorry, somebody, somebody else. Steve McKenzie uh, was a great river guide. He was the first person to take a McKenzie riverboat which was a, ro- a a rowboat that had two front ends, didn't have a back and a. So <laughs> when when you went down the river, you always had a front to go through the water, oh. and it, it wasn't built for the Colorado River, but he took it through the he took it through the confluence. The confluence is where the ro- where the Colorado meets the Green River, and the water is. Uh, Uh, unbelievable people run rafts through it now rubber rafts they can bounce off the rocks and shit like that yeah but in a wooden boat you don't bounce off the rocks and he he rode that through and i don't know that he even got wet i mean he was so good at rowing that boat wow so i used to run the Mackenzie a lot and uh a ski to used to go to bend and ski ski to bachelor butte this is years ago before they had a lift to the top used to walk to the top it's great times. Wow. Great times. And where, where in Oregon were you living? Eugene. Eugene? I, I you, uh, Venita, which is a little outside of Eugene. Uh-huh. So I lived in, a, I had a little cabin, $40 a month was my rent. I had a wood stove, a wood heater, and a se- I had an outhouse with a flush toilet. <gasps> and I had a little house outside that had a wood heater for the shower. So if I want, <laughs> I'm looking at your face. It's total disbelief. Yeah. I was chopping. I had a nine-pound splitting all. You know what that is? No, it's a nine-pound sledgehammer. It's a sledgehammer on one end and a and an axe on the other end. But it's nine pounds. Wow. And you use that to split the wood. Too. Yeah. And I would chop four. I would split four cords of wood. You, you couldn't fit a cord of wood in this room. So if four cords of wood is a lot of fucking wood. And I'm a Jew from the Bronx <laughs> with a nine pound splitting hole. Wow. Shopping my wood. And I lit and uh, so we had wood heat, we had a wood <clears throat> wood heater to heat the place, I had a wood stove to cook on, and a wood stove for the shower. The the outhouse had a flush toilet, no heat. Wow. In the woods 40- So you
0: had to go outside to go to the yeah. the bathroom, yeah. Yeah. And there was no heat in there? No.
1: <laughs> it was cold.
0: Man, Oregon gets cold. Yeah. It, it does. It's It gets cold.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and where I lived, everybody was anti-Semitic. I never told them I was Jewish. Really? Never. I told After two years of living there, I told one neighbor I was Jewish, and he said, where are your horns? Come on. Yeah, because he, he thought Jews had horns. And I'm not Jewish enough to know that Jews were supposed to have horns. I had oh, no idea what the fuck wow. he was talking about. What year was this? Oh, God, don't ask me to remember that. I don't remember. Like the 60s? 30, whatever, forty years ago, 30, 40 years ago.
0: That's so funny. Like you know, when I yeah, because because I, I know there's there's racists up there because you know, <clears throat> but um, it's it, I think like I thought they were liberal and hippie-ish up there.
1: There's that element up uh. there. That's the Ken Kesey, uh, You know, one flew of the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, uh, a, a bunch of people. There. there was a great guy artist, a spoon man. Uh, did you ever hear of him no phenomenal spoon player i don't know if he's still alive or not but this guy could play spoons barefoot walk, on a hitchhike what he was phenomenal and he would just yell out poetry while he was doing these incredible spoons but there was a huge hippie community but that that that's not the natives oh, okay the natives uh I, I don't know how it is now yeah Maybe it's different now I yeah.
0: d- i doubt it yeah is that pretty much the whole state
1: yeah Wow. Well, you know Eugene, Oregon is a bastion of liberalism. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to get to be liberal, Eugene is pretty liberal. Yeah, and I think that that exists somewhat in Portland also. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know what the fuck is happening up there now. Mm. I yeah, I, I mean Portland. Like when you were there, it was. It must have
0: been a small city. Uh, it was bigger than Eugene, uh, but it was a it was a bigger city. It's yeah, a, it was. I mean, because now, I mean, have you been there lately? No. Oh, I mean, you know, and then it got really popular, you know, in the nineties, I think, or the early two thousands, with that show, Portlandia. Uh huh. Yeah. So I mean, and and. You know, I think when real estate started getting really expensive up north, you know, uh, with all the tech uh, companies uh, raising. Uh, right. So they all moved to Portland. Uh, right. like they couldn't afford it uh, over there in Silicon Valley. So, and I heard they even have like a, like a Californians uh, sign with the cross, uh, you know, like a, right, like right, a yeah. no Californians. Yeah, <laughs> like stay out because there was a big, uh, you know.
1: The exodus, I guess, from Northern California to Portland, Oregon. I think a lot of people moved to Eugene. Uh, Eugene used to have, well, I think when I was there, it was 50,000 people, maybe 60,000 people. And the lumber trucks, when they came into Eugene, one tree per truck. It's, the trees were so big. Yeah. All you could get, now there's like 15, tree, 15 trees on a truck. Really? But when I was there, one tree could fill a whole truck. Because they were so old and they're so big, and big, yeah, yeah, I mean, real forests. I mean, just you know, the real deal. Yeah, it was beautiful. Oregon's wow. beautiful country. Yeah, it's beautiful.
0: I know. I was telling my buddy because uh, I wanted to go on a road trip, and uh, when I was in uh, Portland, I uh, drove to the coast to, yeah. uh, through the uh, Telamook, uh, uh
1: forest. Uh huh. Right? Is I it Talemook? I don't know what forest. you do. I know. I know going to the coast is yeah. It? I don't know the name of the forest.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. There's a big national forest uh, there, and uh, we drove up to um, that place where they filmed um uh, one floor. Of the cuckoo's nest. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so we crossed into Washington. Right. And then there's that one city right there. What is it, Arcadia, or something? like It starts with a, I think. Yeah. And they filmed like uh the movie Goonies there. Yeah, um, but it was uh, it was really cool and yeah. just like driving up the coast, the northeast coast probably has to be like one of the most beautiful places on earth, I think. Northwest. Northwest, I'm Northwest sorry. Northwest coast, yeah. yeah. All the
1: way up to Washington where they have the rainforest. Yeah. That's oh, they
0: got a rainforest up there?
1: I hiked that rainforest. Oh, wow. Yeah. I hiked. I, first, I hiked the beach. And I saw bears on the beach, which was cool. No way. Yeah. Really? I wow. said, what the fuck? Is that a dog? What is it? And it turned out that it was a bear. It's a brown. It was a black bear, which is not very big. Yeah. You know, not... Yeah. The only reason to worry about a black bear is they could, you know, fuck up your food or, mm. eat, or your tent. Yeah. You know, they're not...
0: They're not the real aggressive ones, like the grizzlies.
1: They're aggressive to getting food, oh. and they know that there's food in cans. You know, that's that's a weird point of evolution where a bear knows if it could pop open a can with its paw, just boom. They, wow. need, they don't need a can like open. Popeye? Boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great.
0: Never thought of that. Dude, I, it's so beautiful up there. Uh, I'm, And I love those big trees, too. I'm actually going to go to Sequoia uh, tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I told you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's pretty country Yeah I love to see Like those big tall trees They had a fire up there recently Yeah Yeah I was supposed to go like You know You know Two weeks ago When they started uh, And then All those fires totally Yeah Because they evacuated Like a good part of Central California Right But I love driving up the coast uh, Up there you okay. know, like even, you know, Central Coast, you know. Yeah. Up to San Francisco or Big Sur, Monterey. Have you Very, been over there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been. Nice. You seem to have been everywhere.
1: Uh, not everywhere, but I've been a, a, a bunch of places.
0: Yeah, and that is real. Not yet. <laughs> uh, it'll happen. It'll happen. You, you get
1: a free uh, plane trip over there, don't you? I'm uh, not at my age. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be a shitload younger. Oh, do you? Yeah. Yeah. It's for kids. It's for school kids. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. All right. <laughs> I should I should
1: re-en- re-enroll. Yeah.
0: Second time around. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, tch, you're you're a kid at heart. I mean, it's yeah. you know, you 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 got such a young
1: uh youthful uh way about you. Yeah, I'm trying to match my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I got the bank account of a
0: 16-year-old. That's yeah, right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that. Well, uh, so I mean, th- I mean, that's uh, I guess the life of the artist. Really, you, you didn't care about the uh, money, and uh, it was all about you know music
1: and comedy and. It's all about seeing shit, you yeah. know. Wow, look at that! Wow, look at that! Oh, I mean, and I don't mean you know like to be distracted, but mm-hmm. you know, in a really uh, in depth. I mean, not many people. I made a decision when I was 25 to walk into the woods of Alaska to see if I could survive. I mean, that's not uh, something to take lightly. No. But I didn't think it was going to get me into any trouble because I didn't realize the kind of trouble it could get me into. Uh, and I wouldn't, wouldn't do it now the way I did it then. But uh, it was a wonderful thing to do. And but I'm o- I've always been that way. I've always been. Let's oh, that's that sounds like not just exciting, but it sounds like I I need to know what that is. Yeah, you're curious. I want to know what that is. Yeah, you know, can I survive by my? Can I survive in the woods? Do I need a grocery store? You know, can I? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to. You know, can I live? Can I take care of myself? Yeah, you know, in this fucking universe that we live in. Yeah, you know, and how huge the universe is. Yeah. You know? it's unfathomable nobody can nobody knows how big it is nope some people think they know but yeah they don't know yeah you believe in aliens i think it's good chance somebody's out there i mean it's it's pretty big yeah (laughs) right but i i don't let my belief in aliens whether or not that exists discount the enormity of the miracle that we are you know that's that is the most amazing thing that we are actually sitting here talking looking at each other and And uh, having a conversation, language that we're alive. How how the fuck did that happen? I don't believe any of the shit I've been told. Yeah. Right? That don't make any sense to me at all. (laughs) And those people sound crazy to me now. I mean. What'd they tell you? No, 6,000 years old. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No. Right? You got to change your attitude, folks. (laughs) Yeah. You know, when I hear politicians talking about evolution as if it doesn't exist, oh, I don't know that I can not believe in that. I said, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> you know, oh, who are you listening to? Yeah. They just want to get re-voted into something because they think most people don't believe in evolution. And most people don't. And to me, that's it's not a problem. It's just the way it is. But it's, uh, it's not accurate. Mm-hmm. Science. Yeah. So you think we came from monkeys? I don't know if we came from monkeys, but we we certainly came from something that looked like a monkey. Yeah, because we're still, you know, we're, we're we are as close to a a chimpanzee as you can get yeah. genetically. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I nope. think they're smarter. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. They might not want to live where we live. I know I wouldn't want to live where they live. Yeah. You know, they're geared for that shit. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I want a raincoat. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, did you hear the uh, theory of, you know, that we're like tree people and then we came down and then we started eating mushrooms and then our, brands, uh, our brains expanded? That's possible. <laughs> I, <did. laughs> I know when I did mushrooms, <laughs> my, my, brain, yeah. my brain expanded. Yeah. I saw Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you got the good stuff. <laughs> or You took the right amount. Yeah. Right? Oh. Yeah. That's funny. They, they, they do have... Uh, say that you know you take a certain amount it's the 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 god dosage or whatnot or Jesus dosage uh, yeah it's cool man it's uh, th- it, well do th- you still do them do what
1: mushrooms no I don't do any drugs anymore oh okay I've been clean uh forty years uh, okay. thirty seven years thirty seven years yeah. wow man yeah congratulations yeah I don't touch that stuff e- wow it's amazing I did a lot I nearly died twice uh, I don't I am yeah
0: so you, you got it all out of your system. Got it out. Did it. <laughs> Love,
1: enjoyed it to a point. Yeah. And then it was time to stop because I didn't want to die.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, do you think it was your personality that, uh, like, I mean, cause I mean, cause some people could take drugs here and now and then, and you know, put it away, mm-hmm. you know, or this and that. And, uh,
1: you know, what, what made you like go like so hardcore? Um, Drugs s- stop my negative thinking. As soon as I take a drug, I I know Mom. I stop thinking I'm not good enough. I'm okay. You know, it's a typical story for most people. They drink a little alcohol. Oh, now I can dance. Now, uh, I, can, now I can talk to that girl. Uh, yeah. I have the courage because I'm no longer thinking I'm not good enough. That girl mm. too good for me. Uh. Just, uh, I need a drink. Mm. No, I don't need that anymore. Uh, so as soon But the deal is... I would do a little bit of cocaine. I would stop the negative thinking or the painful thinking. Yeah. And then that the cocaine would wear off. Yeah. And then I would need more cocaine Mm because the thoughts would come back. Okay. So that, and since they came back that often. Yeah. I needed a lot of cocaine. Oh, okay. I see. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. And eventually, you know, recovery tells you to meditate and tells you to do, there's a bunch of good things that you can do instead of doing the drugs. You know, how about thinking good about yourself? Yeah. That's the hard part: changing the negative thought into a positive thought. Mm. That's the hard part. Mm. And when I hear comics talking about how negative they are, and I just feel bad for them, and yet they they can they can, some of them can make a, a really good living because most people feel bad about themselves. And they can relate to that. I know when I do jokes about drugs, uh, when you know it hits, yeah. it hits. The people laugh. Yeah, you know, but it's. People in recovery laugh, but, but they're, they're over that. Yeah. You know, most of them. Right. But getting over the negative thinking, that's the problem. And how'd you do that? Just enough, you know, I would be sober long enough to have something really good happen that I wanted to have happen. And I was like, Oh, that's good. And then I would go back to something negative course, it's not easy. And mm-hmm. then another good thing would happen. So I, I built up enough good things to want to keep the good things going. And uh, and if I go for the negative things, then I'm going to lose the good things. Mm. And I love the good. Th- I love my daughter. Yeah. I love having a kid. It's great. And I love having someone who I used to. I've said this in my jokes. I used to love women who wanted to kill me. Why did I? <laughs> why, why did I fall in love with people who wanted to kill me? Because <laughs> I wanted to kill myself, and I was going to let them do the job.
0: Wow, That's deep. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, uh, it's wild too, you know, that, uh, we get into these relationships and it's totally uh, destructive and, uh, yep. and, uh, wow. So, I mean, was your first, how was your first wife? Um, so she didn't use it? Or no, she?
1: it w- wasn't a question. At that point in my life, I really wasn't who I am. That's, that's funny. I wasn't who I am. Mm-hmm. I was more my dad. Mm-hmm. I was more a very rigid... Uh, I And I, I think it was a sex thing. You know, I think a lot of it had to... I didn't know anything about sex, my first marriage. And she knew more than I did. And I wasn't doing to her what she was doing to me. Oh, okay. And I think, I think she needed to get... Uh, a little oral sex, and I didn't. I didn't. Nobody told me about eating pussy back then. Are you kidding me? I didn't know you. I didn't know you could suck a dick. The first time a woman sucked my dick is what the? F- Where's she going? What <laughs> Where's she f- going? <laughs> she kept on going further. What? No, you're kidding me. You're kidding me. <laughs> yeah. You know? I said, I said, "Oh, feels good." Whoa. What are you doing? Didn't you watch porn? No, back then I don't think there was porn. Hey, come on. This is level I'm 24. There was no fucking well, there was porn, but it was still real to real. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) There wasn't even beta or VHS back then. Come on. (laughs) No internet. Wow. I didn't know anything about that eating pussy or sucking dick or I was it's not all your fault. No,
0: it's not my fault at all. Yeah. My
1: dad never told me. I don't I don't think he knew That's hilarious. I don't think my dad ever got a blowjob. Oh, no. (laughs) That's why he was so upset. (laughs) I'd be pissed, too. I would have calmed him down a little bit. (laughs) I think my mom would have gone, ugh.
0: (laughs) I mean, we've all encountered that person, and we're like, man, that person needs to get laid. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I'm not waiting. Yeah, yeah. I think that person is me.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, man. So, so, yeah, she sh- she left, and I didn't know you, back then I didn't know you could leave somebody. Uh, I was in it forever, yeah. just like my dad. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not my dad, and, uh-huh. she, and that woman I married was not like my mom. Yeah. So she left, and what do you, you left? Uh, you, uh, you, I uh, fell apart. Yeah. Fucking yeah. destroyed my world. Yeah. And that was the best thing that ever happened to mm. me. It was the worst at that time. Yeah. But now it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Nice. One of them. Yeah. One of them. Wow. Yeah.
0: Whatever. and uh, do you still communicate with her?
1: No, but I I wouldn't be against it. Yeah. You know, I've reached a point where I you know, anybody I've been with is everybody I've been with is, has been real significant to me. Yeah. You know, for, we gave each other whatever we had at that moment in time, whatever it was. Yeah. And I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't put anything I I don't know how to say I would I would ex, I accept all of it you know it's just who you are at that moment in time and then hopefully you get better you, know, you make better choices hang out with better people and you, know, you become better yourself it's yeah. it's a cool world man yeah
0: it's pretty cool that's cool i mean i just asked because like you thank her for your recovery right cuz if it wasn't for her are you getting divorced or for her leaving you right
1: yeah well, got me into her leaving me got me into drugs. Oh, they that's, got you into drugs. Yeah, that's that's the one that got me into drugs. And then I don't think there was anyone who got me out of it other than the fact that I needed to I didn't want to die. Mm, okay. So, I wouldn't credit her with any of that, but I still would have a whole lot of respect for who she was. She was a very beautiful, very talented, very fucked up human being. Yeah. I mean, we all were in one way or another, and she just couldn't handle you know, what I couldn't give her. Yeah. And uh, I can't blame her for that. Yeah. Not at all. Mm-hmm. So she made the right move for herself. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's, now it's cool. Yeah. And what age did you get married? When I got married. I was, I was with her for about four years before we got married. I got, so I think we got married as 33, 34. Something oh, okay. Like so not not really young. No, I did everything late. Oh, okay. Everything is late. Nice. That's why I have a kid. I'm 76. I got got my first kid six years old. Oh, wow.
0: First kid. Oh, okay. Everything is late. Yeah. Why is that? (laughs) (laughs) No, because I I feel like I'm the same way, you know? Like, uh, same thing, you know? At 24, that's when I started smoking weed. You know, and, uh, yeah, did everything, you know, pretty late. And I feel like, uh, you know, I don't have any kids right now and I, you know, I don't think I'm going to have any kids, but you know,
1: Oh, you know, you have not a clue, right? You don't uh, have a clue. Well, I had no, no idea this was coming. Yeah. I just was on the path of being a better person Yeah, and being a healthier person. And it came my way. And I think that's just the way that works, mm-hmm. you know? Having a kid is one of the most amazing, amazing experiences. I mean, cool. uh, bar none, I didn't know anything about love until I k- got into recovery for one, mm-hmm. met my wife for two, yeah, who's Cuban and will not leave. You know, that's not happening. <laughs> that girl will kill me before I leave. <laughs> God help me if I sleep with someone else.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I've had a Cuban experience too, and oh, I'm it's lucky worth, to, it's worth to it. make it out alive. No, <laughs>
1: it's how think are, are, are we at thirty minutes? Or uh
0: no, it's still recording. Is there a red
1: dot up there? I don't. Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah, as long
0: right. as that red dot is, like, if you, you see it not uh, disappear or turn off or whatever, right. let me know.
1: Now I know where to look. Oh, I got yeah. It.
0: No. Um, yeah.
1: And, and she's the one that wanted to have my kid. I wasn't thinking about having a kid, or a little bit, but I, you know, I was in my late 60s at that point, point. Mm-hmm. and she, I met her when she I was 59, and she was 20, going on 23, she was a late 22, mm. you know, almost 23. Wow. Yeah. And you were 60? I was 59. When oh, 59. I, yeah. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I said no, I, I said no, get away from me. I, when, I, she chased me, and, wow. uh. And I said no. And then finally I said, okay, let's go on a date. We went, she came to one of my gigs, and we went out. We had coffee, and we've been together ever since. First night, I was so blown away by who she was. Wow. Not that she was 22 or 23 or 40 or whatever. She was just amazing. And Where'd you meet her? I was doing comedy.
0: I did a comedy show. Oh, you met her at a comedy show? Yeah, I was
1: very dirty that night. She loved my, uh, my, uh, my sense of humor. And then I played the Japanese flute, and I was tonguing. <laughs> and uh, she was she's a musician, so and I I was scatting and playing the flute at the same time. Oh, you know what scatting is? No, <laughs> Tongues, scat singing. Oh, okay. oh yeah, so. yeah. So I'm playing the flute and scatting at the same time. Oh, okay. And it freaked her out. Ah, oh. and uh, and after the show, somebody the producer said. Uh, Wendy Hammer. You know Wendy Hammer? Sounds familiar. She books a lot. She's mm-hmm. uh, Tasty Words. That's her show. Okay. Uh, she introduced me. She said, someone would like to meet you. And it was this woman who was just gorgeous. And uh, and then I found out she was 22, and she was Cuban, and she liked older men. Mm. And I said no, because I had already dated a younger woman. I mm. didn't, didn't want to do it again. Yeah. And then we went out, and we went on one date, and we've been together 17 years. Wow. It's great. You can't think about age or age differences when it comes to who you're supposed to be with. hmm Um, you know, people people oh, you robbed the cradle, you this uh, mm-hmm. go fuck yourself. Yeah. You know, what works whatever works, works.
0: You're not I mean, you guys are happily married. Yes. Uh you know, you have a kid together. There's just absolutely nothing wrong. I mean it's
1: like yeah, she's a great mom too. Yeah, yeah great mom. Her nice. mom is a great mom.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's uh, it's phenomenal to have a, and I'm glad because I couldn't raise my daughter by myself. I don't, God bless the the people that are able to raise a kid by themselves. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah, because it's it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> oh, you need help. <laughs> it's yeah. not it's not like having a dog or a cat. Or a <laughs> yeah. Cat. yeah.
0: No, I know, man. I, I, I see, you know, people that have kids and they just look tired to me <laughs> <laughs> and I get it, man. Like, believe me, like, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm an uncle, you know, I've, uh, you know, nine nieces and nephews and, uh, you know, I see, uh, my brothers and sisters with them. Did it turn out? Okay, cool. Uh, and I see them with them and, uh, and it's exhausting just to watch them you know and then my mom would take care of uh their kids too and you know you just constantly have to keep an eye on them so yeah it's like uh, it's 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 yeah no props
1: to you guys uh for it's a lot of work i'm tired right. I, get, <laughs> I get tired i have to take a nap every she goes to school i have to nap <laughs> if i don't nap i'm a goner yeah yeah
0: yeah no i don't yeah you said you you didn't sleep well last night
1: I've had a, I've, something about this, um, this, uh, this virus, mm-hmm. uh, not that I have the virus, I've been recently tested. Nice. Um. Uh, me too. But the lack of comedy is killing me. Yeah. Yeah. The lack of performing is disorienting. It is. And, yeah. And I didn't get that. Until recently, I've been doing fine yeah. until about maybe a week ago, mm. a week and a half. It's just something was coming at my, a sense of uh, pointlessness or a sense of what the fuck, you know, I don't, a sense of dismay is hit me. And it's debilitating because I've always been so energetic and energized and, oh yeah, I want to write that, I want to write this, I got to do that, I got to do this, I want to do this, I want to do that. And now I, those things are still there, but there's a lack of um, actually doing it. And th- but at the same time I say that, I'm writing a book, I'm practicing my instruments. I mean, it's not like I'm doing nothing. I'm still generating because i got to reinvent myself because I don't have the money to take care of myself without doing something. You know, I have friends who have enough money they don't have to work the rest of their lives. And uh, I don't think they're in a good position... You know I don't, I don't I wouldn't recommend that mm-hmm. uh, so I'm doing a lot of stuff but I'm just not doing as and the lack of performing is just I've done a bunch of zoom shows and I've learned they're good I like I'm good really? I'm good at it I've learned how to do that I've yeah. learned, I've learned how the timing and I've yeah learned, I've learned you have to unmute the audience and uh, the, of course comics have to hear the laughter yeah and you can't just do have a dead airspace and yeah. nothing so I'm I'm good at it I like it it's cool. not near what we do no. normally but uh it's better than nothing yeah yeah
0: no i mean th- that's something that uh regular people don't understand uh, about comedians is uh that we constantly have to be on stage and uh you know this uh this you know you know a break is good every now and again but like I, you know, I've never gone this long without being on stage. You know, and us, us comics—I mean, we're not—you know—we're not good. You know, not being on stage. No. You know, like this long. And I—I uh, I, I understand completely what what you're saying, and that's why I'm just trying to express to everyone else that that you know don't know about stand-up comedians that we need to be on stage. You know, like you know, at least you know five times a week.
1: Yeah, five times a day. Yeah. Yeah, just out, out doing yeah. that, mingling with other people. Yeah. I'm loving having yeah. the, the fact that this is happening. This yeah. is so cool. I'm out of the house. We're talking, yeah. we're relating, and it's good for I my I think friend.
0: so. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it was... Uh, you know, really happy you agreed to do this because I mean, you know, I've talked to some comics and, uh, you know, they don't want to see, they don't want to do the face to face thing. And I don't want to do the zoom calling, uh, you know, through an interview, you know, it's just, uh, this is a lot more personal, you know,
1: way better. Yeah. Way
0: better. I mean, so, um, I mean, I understand it, you know, but you know, on the other hand, you know, you know, you you, you got to take a step forward and uh, start living a somewhat normal life again, don't you think?
1: I think so. I think uh, the mask thing is a little crazy to me. I like I I when I walk in them, I go for walks every day, and uh, when I walk, I don't wear a mask because I don't see the danger in that. But I go to a grocery store, I'm wearing a mask. Yeah, you know, I, sure. You know, yeah I, I, you're in
0: public that's it right? you're, you're in the enclosed. I right. totally see it yeah but when you're out yeah or when you're driving
1: no right? I see people in their car with a mask and then I'm thinking well maybe they maybe they're thinking the germ is going to come in through the air conditioner unit. you know it's gonna attack them in the car i don't know what they're thinking yeah but i'm not gonna wear it in the car i as soon as i I take my kid to school i have to wear a mask as soon as i turn around take the mask off yeah you know i don't want that i don't want when i'm on my bike i don't want to be wearing a mask i want to be in the air yeah i'm a i'm a i'm an animal sure i like breathing yeah (laughs) breathing is fun it's crazy i mean
0: and have you ever ex- experienced anything like uh, what happened when we we started the shutdown with the uh, the uh, supermarkets like being all scarce you know and they, they you know they didn't have there was empty shelves and you know that that hysteria and then people like collecting all the toilet paper. That was have only, you ever gone through anything like that?
1: Never mm. The only thing that I ever know uh, ever happened was the first gas shortage in the 70s. When gas went from 25, 30 cents a gallon, this is a long time ago, to uh, over a dollar a gallon, the lines were long, and they said there's a gas shortage. There's never been a fucking gas shortage. The only thing is the price has gone up, but there's never been. There's, really? There's ne- think about it you're always able to get gas yeah you just have to either wait or pay more right but it's never a gas shortage you go to the gas station and there's no gas right that, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's a, that's a shortage we've never had that yeah there's always gas right so somebody's fucking somebody's <laughs> fucking around with the money it's like the, the law of supply and demand yeah uh what was the law? Was the price changes if there's a lot of it and the demand is low? Then, then uh, the price goes down. If there's not a lot, of, if, if there's not a lot of whatever it is, and a lot of people want it, then the price goes up. Someone fucked that law completely, and they say, and the new law is fuck you. That's the new <laughs> law. Yeah, man. What did you think
0: about that when you walked into the the supermarkets and they were they had empty shelves
1: and everything like that? It's, uh, weird. Just uh, I have never bought. You know, normally I would go and I'd spend twenty bucks, twenty five bucks, but. It, that was that was amazing, and I, I shop in Glendale, so it's all all the stores that I go to are Armenian, mm-hmm. and they don't know how to push their carts. So they don't. <laughs> those, they. What do you mean they, they, they don't, know how don't to push their they carts? They don't care where the, they where, oh. they stop wherever they want to oh, stop. Yeah. <laughs> they go when they want they to double go. park <laughs> their uh,
0: carts, right, just like their uh, BMW. It's crazy.
1: It's,
0: it's <laughs> crazy. What well, the? And then. See, what the hurry? Come on, I need to get. <laughs> right. I need bananas. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> And then I'm in the, I'm in the, it's called Essence Super King Market, which I love. I love the Super King Market in, yeah, in Glendale. Yeah. And I've been there. Uh
0: huh. Not the one in Glendale. They have one in Van Nuys. Uh huh. Yeah. My mom loves it too. I love it. Yeah. It's super cheap. Right. Right. Yeah. It's owned and by Armenians, right? I don't doubt it. Yeah. I don't doubt it. <laughs> well, it's weird because, like, I mean, like some of the, um, you know, uh, uh, People at the register, registered don't speak English. No, right. And and you you know I mean that's that's common. You know if they're you know from Latin American countries, you know because th- there's a big population. But you're not used to like like I'm Armenian. I don't speak English. <laughs> like yeah, like they're right off the boat. You
1: know it's well, funny. They, when I pull up, they start talking because I look Armenian. Yeah they, yeah. they they start talking Armenian. I say no English, and then they they don't. <laughs> no like yeah, yeah. They don't, <laughs> they like, don't like me anymore. anymore. Yeah, that's, um, oh English. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in the Armenian market, and the line is like. There's like 15 cashiers, and the line is like two hours. No. I swear to God. Yeah. That in the beginning, it was that bad. Yeah. So I'm in line, and then I think, oh, I gotta, if I go over here, maybe I do it faster. So I get to another line just as bad. So I circle back around, and the one guy who I was talking to... In that line, he lets me in. The only guy in the store who would let me in. Oh, okay. So um, now I'm cool, and we're talking, and he turns out to be the only other Jew in the room. <laughs> 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 it was hysterical. It tells me he's Jewish. I couldn't believe it. That's hilarious. <laughs> so then we had a little brotherhood going on there. Oh, yeah. Very funny. <laughs> That's funny. Two Jews in the Armenian market. Yeah. Well, uh, Armenians are very Jewish. Are they? Very Cubans are very Jewish. Are right? they? Yeah. Cubans are known as the Jews of the Caribbean. No, oh, okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. There's a lot of Jew. There were a lot of Jewish pirates from out in Jamaica and Cuba. Oh, really? Years ago, the Jews were pirates. They had their boats were called Jerusalem. You know uh, the Torah. These yeah. were these were all pirate ships. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. The Jews are tough. Nice. <laughs>
0: yeah. You think they named their inner tubes? <laughs> This is the, uh, <laughs> holy shit, mm. we're going down. <laughs> the flotilla. Yeah, the flotilla. <laughs> this is my little friend. Okay. That's cool, man. And you? so you've been to Cuba. Yeah. And uh, did you, did you uh, perform there at all?
1: Uh, no, we went there. My wife, through a friend of mine, my wife got a gig as the, I guess you could say the uh, associate producer... Right-hand person to make a movie in Old Havana. Uh, it was an anti-Castro movie that we filmed in Cuba. Uh, this is eight or nine years ago. When, had they caught us, <laughs> I wouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We snuck into Cuba, Jesus, and we made this. The balls on this movie. guy. We made this movie, <laughs> and it was terrifying. Jesus, and I did get to play trumpet in Cuba. Yeah, that's cool. I, I was terrified while I was there, mm. and we were walking around one day in the tourist area, and there was a band playing. Yeah, cool. So we sit, and the band goes on a break. And they come over to sell their CDs just the way I do when when I was in my band, sell CDs to the audience. We bought some CDs, and my wife said that I play trumpet. Within a minute, they had a trumpet for me to play. (laughs) That's cool. Because you don't bring shit into Cuba. You don't bring your computer. You don't bring your trumpet. You don't bring anything because they will take it when you come into Cuba. Mm. So I didn't have anything. So I had a trumpet, and I got to play with them every day. And I will tell you this. Whenever I blew a note, the first note I blew, and I heard the trumpet, all my fear disappeared. Every ounce of fear that was embodied f- for why we were there went away as soon as I got into my art. Wow! As soon as I blew a note, I heard the sound of the trumpet. It's cool. It's gone. Disappeared. Became courageous. Yeah. Unbelievable. Wow! I said. I said, "Holy fuck!" Because I'd never been in that. I'd never been that scared. Yeah. To get arrested or. Yeah. So it was just what a lesson that was. So did you produce the film? It it was, it was done. It was shot and I didn't produce it. I was, I was there. My wife wanted me to go with it to protect us. I did you know, she was involved in the film. Absolutely. She was the translator, the go-to person, the the liaison. She took care of all all that, all the details of making them, making the movie, getting people there, stuff like that. Okay.
0: And it, Wow, this is just mind-blowing that someone would do an anti-Castro movie in Cuba. It was it I mean, was
1: yeah it was actually an anti-Michael Moore film because Michael Moore went to Cuba yeah and remember sa- and said that the healthcare in Cuba is better than the healthcare in the United States is that not true to- total bullshit really total bullshit oh wow yeah he went to the wrong hospital oh wow he went to the one hospital where the tourists go and the rich Cubans oh. go oh but the general population nothing no band aids no McCure, no 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 nothing really nothing wow Cubans are suffering jeez. Yeah, so we gave the Cuban doctors, the anti-Castro doctors, we gave them cameras hidden in suitcases, so they could go into hospitals and film. Oh wow. What was going into the, what was really going on in the hospital? Wow! No bedding, no sheets, no nothing. Oh my gosh! And no toilet paper. They don't have at four o'clock in Cuba. There's no toilet paper. They don't have toilet seats, in Cuba, or not only in the hotels. And wherever else you go in someone's house, no toilet. And some, the joke was, how do you do a crossword puzzle while well, you're sitting on the cube? <laughs> 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 that was my one joke. <laughs> you got to hold yourself up. Oh on the wow! Rim. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, I didn't know either until we got there, mm-hmm. and then you find this shit out. Yeah, went to Temple in Cuba. We I did a little performing. There's a there's a Temple. Most of the Jews are gone, but there's still like uh, maybe fifteen hundred. Jews, uh-huh. maybe a little bit more. Wow. Yeah, it was a great it was a great trip. Yeah. A scary trip. Yeah. And when we left, they put the they put the film in my luggage. Get out of here. Are you serious? I'm serious. Oh I, my god. My wife, we were the last two people yeah. to leave. My wife said, Well let's put the f- let's put this film in your luggage. Lo- you have more room in your luggage. Yeah. <laughs> you were the mule. <laughs> they would have killed you, right? if they,
0: they would have found it
1: uh i think we would have been imprisoned yeah i don't, I don't know if that would have killed us yeah so we we get to the airport on the way out and uh there's an egg ex- you have to pay money to get out of that fucking country really there's an exit fee and then there's a scanner and all that shit and I'm, I'm they take my luggage and i'm thinking please do not open this luggage please do not and we get across they didn't find the film we get o- we're across we're on the other side we're safe and I'm saying, I'm so glad we're safe. And my wife said to me, yeah, but David, my my wife's romantic. She says, David, if, if they would have found us, they probably would have put us in the prison for couples. And I said, oh, yeah, the prison with <laughs> candles and curtains, right? <laughs>
0: Jesus. <laughs> I think she owes you big time for doing
1: that. <laughs> Not anymore. It's even. Yeah. Yeah, we, we pull each other through.
0: That's cool. And, uh. Did the film come out? Yeah, it right.
1: came out. It got shown in uh, in Miami. I mm-hmm. don't think it went any any much further than that. Mm-hmm. It was part of, it was a segment of a larger movie, which was essentially to discredit Michael Moore. Oh, okay. So it was part, it was, that part was against Michael oh, Moore. Oh, wow. But we went to Cuba to do it.
0: Do you think Michael Moore uh, was just ignorant on the whole situation, or do you think he knew, I mean, how do you feel about that? I don't uh,
1: I can't yeah. come. I I like a lot of what he says. Yeah, but I, I think he lost it on this one. Yeah, this one. That's unfortunate. It's a bad call. Yeah, and even if he knew yeah. and he did it, it's a bad call. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not true. Yeah, you know, the Cubans are Cubans are not in a good place. Yeah, they're oh. beautiful people. Yeah, beautiful people. Just wow. Yeah, sweet. Just struggling though. Sweet. Yeah, I, you know, I'm part of the Cuban community now because my wife's part. Of yeah. Community playing in it a lot and the Cubans are just the greatest yeah just loving just totally loving sweet yeah. love to dance love to sing you know it's phenomenal good food ooh good food yeah you go to Portos oh of course <laughs> <laughs> pork
0: I'm
1: a pork eating Jew That's in my act, right? Except when I do temples. Yeah, that little Cuban lady that owns Porto, she's she's been successful. Yeah. Oh my god. And she's a sweetheart. I think she died like a yeah.
0: year ago. Yeah, she was. Yeah. 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 I forgot about that. I mean, that place I I think besides In-N-Out, that's like one of the biggest busiest places I've I've seen in LA. Doesn't stop. Doesn't stop. Always a crowd. Yeah. Good for- o- always. Yeah. I
1: mean that has gotta tell you right there. Um yeah. And a refugee from Cuba, you know, came here with nothing. Yeah. Good great amazing story. It is that's great story. Oh uh, my Cool. So um after so where did you go after college did you finish uh, I got 2 years into my masters I got a BA in psychology in City College in New York and then I got 2 two years but I never got a degree because uh-huh. you know when I was in Oregon the the thing I did most was climb mountains and ski and run rivers I didn't really care about school I did get a draft deferment from that um, which is really what I was after I did not want to go to Vietnam uh, I thought that was a, a, a horrible thing, horrible mistake. And the guy who I forget the guy who started that war, but he later, many many years later, apologized for starting that thing. And uh, so I got a draft initially a draft deferment, and I wound up just hiking and skiing. And and then I got uh, I got not kicked out; they just didn't renew my. I am remembering they didn't renew my. Uh, what do you call that when they give you money? Um, uh- uh, tuition? Get, no. They, they oh, get, like a scholarship. Oh, a scholarship? I had a scholarship. Oh,
0: because you got a scholarship to, yeah. to go there. Yeah. It's, and they didn't renew your scholarship. Right. So you're like, I'm of out of I, here. I
1: wasn't in, I didn't go to class. Right. <laughs> I convinced them I was smart enough to not have to go to class. So they left me on my own because they thought I could do it. And uh, and I didn't because I was, I love being in the woods. I love the uh, I love skiing. You still hike right now? not so much Now no um yeah. you know my career is pretty important to me and writing is important and i really haven't made enough money to take any time off well, you can hike in
0: LA yeah
1: i i used to run to the top of griffith park every day the long run the, you know to yeah. the top of mount wow. Henry. Yeah, down by down by the Greek Theater. Yeah, past the tennis courts and up that steep ridge. I used yeah. to run that whole thing. Wow, with ten pound weights. Get out of here! Yeah, in the summertime. Jesus. Yeah. No, it's a tough trail. Yeah. Great, great, great trail. Yeah, it is a great trail. Yeah, I love that park. Mm-hmm. I used to run there a, a lot. I don't run there anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I never run on concrete. I always run on dirt. That's why my knees are still working. Oh, okay. Know, people who run so on
0: dirt's dirt's bad for your knees dirt is good for your knees oh good. dirt is good, dirt is
1: good. concrete yeah. dirt good concrete, <laughs> concrete bad <laughs> <laughs> concrete's great for tires oh uh, okay
0: it's <laughs> great no I, yeah I'm not a big runner, but I like hiking and i uh I go up to Runyon over there oh it's great yeah and then uh there's a there's a state park close to uh, over here in uh over City that I like to go to. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, it's important to go out and hike. And yeah, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, I've hiked. Uh, I've hiked most of the wilderness areas in America. Did a, just did a shitload of that. I discovered there was no wilderness in America. All these parks are not are not really wilderness. When I went to Alaska, I found some wilderness. Uh, and a lot of mosquitoes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, I hate mosquitoes. Uh. It's one thing I love about California is like they don't have
1: mosquitoes. Oh, uh, not where I live. Really? My house is low. We we really? just we just bought one of those mosquito things, a mosquito light with a, that attracts the mosquitoes. And you, yeah, and when you I'm sitting in my office and I'm focused on my work and all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going, good, <laughs> get that mosquito.
0: Yeah. Oh man, I hate them.
1: Yeah. Have you noticed the ants are really small this 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 year? Have you seen any ants? I
0: did, and I. It's funny that you say that. I mean, <laughs> it's, I just saw some last night they're in tiny. the kitchen, they're tiny. and they're tiny. Yeah, I just thought they were like you know new babies or
1: something. No, I noticed it there because they eat my cat's food, and I, my cat my cat's bowl was full of ants. And I looked at them. What the fuck are these little dots running around here? <sighs> And then I asked a good friend of mine who's a pest control guy. He said, he said yeah, he noticed it also. So apparently there's something changing. Because when I was in Croatia, I went there to do a gig in Croatia. Yeah. And uh, the ants in Croatia are huge. And yeah. they have shells like cockroaches. They're huge. The ants are like tanks. They're communist ants. That's the, <laughs> <that's> the <fun>. <laughs> <laughs> They're really tough. And when, and when you step on them, they crunch. <laughs> <laughs> you hear them crunch. Yeah, how was Croatia? Oh, Croatia was beautiful. Yeah, Croatia was phenomenal. I did a music gig there. I was working for the a lady who uh, acts for the national theater and the national. It's gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous. Just beautiful people. Yeah, beautiful city, ancient. Yeah, you know, really old. Uh, the city I was in was called Split. Long trip, 27, 28 hours. Oh, wow. Long flight. Yeah. But great people. So like, uh,
0: y- do you play with an orchestra or who I do you can. play with?
1: I can. You can? If, if yeah. it's necessary, yeah. I can. I normally, I, most of my career I was playing with my own band. Uh, we played what I, what I call Zen Jazz. It was like African, Japanese, Jewish, Latin, Caribbean, bebop. It was a great mix of. Genres. I had some great players with me and uh, they're still around. The band could still happen, but I focus now mostly on comedy.
0: Mm. Have you found that musicians uh, have a really good sense of humor and a lot of them are funny?
1: They think they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <That's
1: funny. laughs> you know, I'd be on stage and I know what comedy is, and my, yeah. my keyboard player is trying to tell a <laughs> joke. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm the band leader. I'll crack the jokes. <laughs> what you're saying is not funny. Nice. Shut up. Shut up. Play a piano. <laughs> play a, piano. <laughs> play a I piano. I didn't pay you to crack a joke. <laughs> That's funny.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And some of them are funny. Yeah. But it's a different kind of. Yeah. You know. And they can handle. Musicians can handle some intense, you know, sexuality, sexual jokes. Yeah. They're pretty freaky themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh so that's good. Yeah. You know, I always like having musicians in the audience. Because, you know, if you can make the band laugh, <laughs> that's usually a good sign you're, yeah. you're doing good, at least for the band. Yeah, yeah. But you might be losing the audience. <laughs> yeah, so they can be funny. But that's not the gig. So, so what brought you to LA? I knew I was running a jazz club in Seattle uh, called Matsumama's Jewish, Jewish Jazz Club. And uh, I was doing all the stuff I was... I think I told you before I was booking it and playing trumpet and flute oh, okay. and piano and doing the press and uh, I did that for about two years. A lot of cocaine back then, also. Uh, but I knew I had to get out of LA, out of out of Seattle because it uh, it rains. Yeah, uh, it's depressing, right? Highest rate of suicide in the United States. Yeah, Seattle. There's a bridge that's that people jump off of. Really, I forget the name of the bridge, but the bridge only the bridge goes over. Uh, ha- it's half water and half land and where the water is people have a, a houseboat that's docked down there and it's hard to get a houseboat spot so that that was the only spot that was left so this guy has his houseboat right under the bridge and that's where the people land on his houseboat <laughs> come on <laughs> are you serious I'm that, serious every now and, no, twice two times a year somebody oh, plop oh my god right Right on his deck. Oh man! And nobody wants to trade with him. You know? yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I forget the name of that bridge. Oh God, I wish I could remember the name of it. Yeah, uh, I, I
0: forget. Yeah, so long, bridge. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Good <yeah>. written. Adios. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, they, they, and they have a big substance uh, abuse problem over there too, oh, right? Huge. Yeah. That's why. I mean,
1: I was living there. Yeah, it was, it was, That's what it was. Yeah, a lot of cocaine. Lot. I don't know about now. I don't know what's going mm-hmm. on now. But they also have uh, Cornish uh, Art Institute, a great, great school for arts and dance and music, and they have a lot of great musicians living up there. Uh, I was running the jazz club, and a lot, a lot, we had a lot of great nights. That's great, and we had some horrible nights. Uh, one night, I booked. I heard about a trap. Now, this is thirty-some odd years ago. Yeah, I heard about a traveling Jewish jazz band from Russia. Now, in Russia, back then, to being being Jewish was not good. Mm-hmm. Being a jazz musician was pretty much outlawed. You know, wow. they were against jazz because it was too free. Oh, okay, you know, they don't want people to be free. Right. So, being a Jewish jazz band and they're on tour, and I said, I got to book these guys. So, I booked them, never heard them, I just booked them. And I started to do the press for it, and all the Jews in Seattle were going to come to this gig. It was going to be packed night. Uh And uh, finally, the band shows up and they stink. (laughs) Really? They are terrible. That's hilarious. They are just terrible. You know, Like I got to pay these guys. No, it didn't matter though. The place was packed. Everybody was happy. The owner sold a lot of matzo ball soup and and pastrami, and everybody was happy. It was a, it was a great Jewish night, but the music was bad. Ugh. in the end, who cares? <laughs> it was a fun night. So I ran that for about two years, and then I realized I had to get out of. I had to get out of. Yeah, I came to LA. I came to LA with twenty five dollars, no car. Uh, no driver's license, because I, had, I had, was still on drugs. Uh, no ID, nothing. And I knew one person, and I, m- I moved in with her in uh, Vermont and Fountain, in that area. Yeah. And that's where I could see Griffith Park, and I saw that beautiful Frank Lloyd Wright house mm. that's up on the top. Yeah. And I said, oh my God, I just love this. And I started hiking in Griffith Park, and, and it's right across from, there's a a Sikh temple over there mm. that uh, was f- I, I went to services there because I really love going to uh, different kinds of services and seeing what people are doing and yeah. how they pray. And the one thing I noticed was uh, they had a great ritual in the Sikh temple where they would just kind of go nuts at one moment when they when the had guys. Everybody go nuts and everybody went nuts. And then after they went nuts, that's when he collected the money. <laughs> and I said, that's, that's smart. Everybody's mind is open and they feel free and liberated. That's the best time to ask for money. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's true. It was great. It's, yeah. Most religious leaders know the best time to ask for money is after the band plays. <laughs> it's entertainment. Oh, nice. So I moved in there. Uh, that's quite a few years ago. And I uh, lived there for a while. I got a, I got did some jobs. Uh, The Natural Fudge, you probably went around then. The Natural, you know Stephen Allen Green, by any chance? Uh, The actor? Uh, He's a comic. Oh. Stephen Allen Green is a comic. He used to run an open mic night at the Natural Fudge restaurant. It sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. He's still around. Uh, He did a lot of work at the comedy store for a long time, and he's a great writer. Uh, But I started performing and started doing comedy and playing music it,
0: were you clean at this time when you started comedy
1: no definitely not I wasn't clean my first few years in LA because I the person I moved in with her brother was a dealer oh <laughs> was one of the reasons I moved in with her <laughs> I had a good connection
0: <laughs>
1: close by yeah no, he lived in uh, down by uh, Disneyland somewhere down in that area but we were Go get our drugs. No, I was still stoned.
0: So it is the happiest place on earth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. And uh, so you got clean in L.A.?
1: I stopped using in L.A., and then I didn't know about AA or NA or any of that stuff, so I just quit on my own because I was dying. And uh, and then years and years later, so I was dry for a long time. And then years and years later, I discovered, of course... The problem with addiction is not necessarily the cocaine or the... It's the thinking. Mm. And and my thinking was really bad. Mm. Uh, I was very antisocial. I was terrified. I was very judgmental. I was antisocial. As as much as a humanitarian as I am, and no matter how much love I had in my heart, I wasn't able to express it Mm. because I was so self-loathing and so terrified and so uh, ambitious. Yeah. So all those things dealt me a real severe blow to my ability to function with people. I could never talk to you like this uh, back then. I wouldn't even be, I wouldn't be here. Mm, Wow. It never would. I couldn't have, I wouldn't know how to have a relationship with you. Mm. Uh, So, um, so after 17 years of not doing any drugs on my own, my brain was about to kill me again. I mean, it was really bad shape. And a friend of mine who had a lot of years in AA invited me to give her a birthday cake at a AA meeting. And I went to the meeting and I heard people talking and they were laughing at the things that I thought in my brain that were horrible. And I asked her if I could go to meetings too. And she said, well, did you ever use or drink? I said, yeah, I think so. So she said, yeah. So I started going to meetings and it saved my life. Oh, wow. Saved my life. Wow. Saved my life. And you still go to meetings? Oh, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I volunteer. I do a lot of my gigs. I do a lot of NA gigs, uh, NA conventions and AA conventions. Yeah. It's a a circuit. And it's phenomenal. Great audience. The best audience ever. Yeah. We know that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, didn't I? Perry. Perry. Yeah. Oh, Perry
1: did it. Perry booked both of us. Right. For AA gig.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That one by Denny's. Place, uh, oh, they, oh maybe that's that, that's uh, they're uh, recovering uh, criminals. Oh, that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. The house, uh, yeah, the Dosi, doesn't it start with a D, yeah, D, it yeah, d- it d-
1: d- d- does, yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dosi house or whatever, yeah, but yeah, um, but I knew you before that, right? right. I knew you from haha before right. that. No, and i yeah, I know I, I i back in the haha days we're talking like two thousand seven two thousand six maybe yeah um but uh yeah it, it back then uh but yeah no i i i knew you did these uh recovery shows, yeah. and uh yeah and they are the best audiences, and they're they're yep. they're phenomenal man. Yep. yeah, they're healthy. really good, and uh. Yeah, they got a great sense of humor. Love to laugh. Yeah.
1: They're clean. They love mm. to laugh. Love to work. Mm. Responsible. Yeah. And uh it's great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It's 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 awesome. And those those conventions are all over the country, all over Canada. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been to Canada, I've been to Toronto many times to do NA conventions in, up there and uh, Edmonton and Calgary. Those are all great places to do NA in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. A lot, great, great, great Washington. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. So. That's cool. Yeah, no, I'm in,
0: man. I, I love those shows. And uh, they're a great uh, group of people. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I th- I think it's awesome. Well. And, uh, yeah.
1: As soon as there's another one.
0: I can't wait, buddy. Yeah, yeah I'm there. Neither can I. Um, and, uh, yeah, cause so I had to go to meetings because I got a DUI in 2010. Uh-huh. And, um. So it's a requirement that you go to uh, AA meetings and, uh, and, uh, yeah. So it's like, I got to see, you know, that, um, you know, what you said, you know, those people laughing about what you were thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, and, and also I, I was, uh, I was really entertained actually, um, by the, the speakers and the stories, uh, Do you ever do that? Oh, talk?
1: Yeah. Oh, I speak. I I get asked to speak a lot. Yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah. I got 20 years now. I just celebrated 20 years in recovery. Oh, okay. And I still go to meetings. Yeah. They're all Zoom now. They're Zoom meetings. Mm -hmm. But uh, those things are necessary, you know, especially now when there's no comedy. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. What the fuck? Right. You know, gotta gotta be with people. Yeah. It's critical. Mm hmm And I usually, you know, 20 years, I'm not. I'm not unhappy anymore, and I don't want to go to a meeting and brag about being unhappy. I'm not in that space, right? So I talk about things that are happening that are that are really positive. Okay, because uh, yeah, I did drugs, but look at me now. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, great life. There's always this tr- you know things to deal with, but fuck it. Yeah, you know I know I'm going to get through. Yeah, and that's cool with them. It has to be. It has. To. I I just got asked to do uh, speak at a. A live meeting in uh, Pacific Palisades. Oh, okay. In a theater, oh. it was really cool, and I got to, it was a, a real meeting. Nice. It was great. Yeah. You know. How much time you do? When I talk. Yeah. That that was, uh, I think, fifteen minutes.
0: Really? Yeah. Because oh, because I, I know when I was in a uh, in the meetings uh, that they, they they ran pretty long, like like an
1: hour. Some of them. Yeah. That's that's a speaker meeting. Oh, okay. So I do that too. Oh. I do all. The, well, when I do my comedy shows. For NA, they're always an hour, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes an hour and, and ten, something like that. So I've uh, I've got enough to say. I got I got a lot to say. Yeah. Do you uh, host them or do you headline them? I headline them. Mm-hmm. I very rarely host. Very that's rare because usually the budgets are for one person. Mm. You know, especially when you're flying somewhere, you gotta you have to. But there are there are a few. Like I did one with Eddie Pepitone. We flew to Sacramento, and the budget was big enough to take two people. Mm. But that was four years ago, three four years ago. But then that, that doesn't come around too often. Mm. Usually it's one guy or one girl. But they're great. Yeah, you know. I did one in. A, it's called the Log Cabin Convention in the Ozarks, the Lake Ozark. That mo- Like the series, yeah. I was and I was in the middle of watching the series Ozark when I went to the Lake (laughs) Ozark. So there I am at Lake Ozark watching the series (laughs) and doing a comedy show called the Log Cabin. I thought, well, it's called the Log Cabin, must be a small convention. It's 1500 people, wow, showed up to that thing, and not everybody showed. We so we had about maybe 900 a thousand people at the comedy show, okay. Wow, and I split the door with them because sometimes. They don't have a budget, yeah. So I just take a chance. I take a oh. risk. Split the door. I wound up with three thousand dollars in twenties at the end of the night. Wow! <laughs> and the convention made three grand. Yeah, so it was great. We yeah. split the door. Everybody laughed. Everybody had fun. Yeah, and I made some money. It was That's wonderful. Great. Yeah, it doesn't happen all the time. When was this? That was about two or three years ago. Mm. Maybe two, something like that. Great, great convention. Great people. Just they come from everywhere to go to that yeah. convention. And then now all the ones I had were booked now. They're all off. They're canceled to 2021. Oh, wow. They're all put off. Yeah, you were just telling me uh,
0: before we uh, started that, that you, <laughs> you finally learned how to uh, what, book uh, the shows and make money and then they got all canceled?
1: Every one of them. Oh. And I booked my wife. My wife has a great uh, nine to ten piece all female Latin band that's uh-huh. phenomenal. Yeah. And I was in charge of booking it. And we got gigs with 20,000 people, 10,000 people, just huge gigs. All of them got canceled. It's uh, ugh, it's awful. Man. Well, you know, it is what it is. We learned to live yeah. with it. And here we are. Here we are. And everything's okay. Yeah. You know, I really wish that we could be doing those gigs because doing those gigs would have propelled us even further Yeah, and gotten, but it's gone a whole different way. So it is what it is. And of course I blame Trump for all of it. (laughs) Excuse me for being political, but I believe he really screwed up this whole thing with the, with the virus. Yeah. You think he, you
0: think he um, reacted too late?
1: I don't think he reacted at all. he, he defended himself too late. Mm-hmm. You know, he he denied too late, and then it, the the virus the virus didn't care about his denial. The virus don't give a shit about him. Yeah. And now the virus is proving him wrong, and now he's accepting the congratulations for for doing what he should have done a long time ago, but he didn't have the intelligence to do it because he didn't think it was uh, worthy his time or whatever it was. Yeah. Just total denial. He didn't want to be part of anything negative. I think. Trump hates himself and has no idea just because he has money doesn't mean he doesn't hate himself. Oh yeah, sure. I think he hates himself big time. Yeah. You know, and, uh, he could never admit that. Yeah. He can't admit when he lies. So how, how could he admit something so grievous? How can you be that? How can you act so hatefully if you don't hate yourself? Yeah, I agree. There's a bit of philosophy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. You know, um, you hear about, you know, like, a really really religious person, like, totally bashing, like, somebody that's, you know, homosexual, whatever, and that person turns out to be one of those people. You know, like, yeah. why, why why, do you care so much about these people? And they're, like, very verbal about it and, like, letting everybody know that it's wrong, and then they end up getting caught in, like, some airport stall with them. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know, you see you see that all the time. It's- so, yeah, it, uh
1: you know, it's, it's yeah, they're projecting their own self-loathing. Yeah. That's all it is. It's that simple. Yeah. It's that simple. And that's stupid. Yeah. You know, you, you wish they would look at themselves a little bit deeper. Yeah. But they don't know how. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to lose their job. You know, that's a big deal. Yeah. They think they're going to lose their job and they probably yeah. would. For yeah. Being, for being fuck up. Right. You know? Yeah. You know, if the guy said, I'm gay, a lot da da, who would give a shit? Right. You know, I'm gay, but yeah. But you hide it, then it's not good. Yeah. If you're gay, be gay. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm Jewish. Hate me if you want to. You know? I don't care. I love myself. Some of the time. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. It's I. I was talking to this Russian girl, and she said it's illegal to be a uh, gay in uh, Russia.
1: No. I don't know. I. It's possible. Yeah. It's, it's illegal in a lot of places yeah. I didn't know it was illegal there Yeah Putin is one of the biggest capitalists ever You know You want to find a capitalist? You know He's the biggest capitalist in Russia Is yeah. Putin Yeah, He's a billionaire Oh Yeah Nobody knows how much he owns Yeah Nobody comes right. close to knowing Yeah, yeah Anyhow, the, it's full of hypocrisy and full of bullshit and full of lies, and we have to find our way through it or just not pay attention. I know sometimes when I see shit like that, I just have to say, "David, what's you know what's funny, right. you know?" And sometimes, you know, w- w- if I say something funny about Trump mm-hmm. or I can insult a, a racist, I know how to insult racists really well because yeah. it, it's so stupid. <laughs> uh, but then there's another level of comedy that's even higher that goes way beyond insulting anybody. What's and, that? Well, musical comedy. It's you know something that that uh, that has nothing to do with politics or has nothing to do with uh, uh, religion or gender. Mm-hmm. It's just an act, something that a gift that uh, somebody has been blessed with to do. Like I, I, so there's certain things I do on instruments that are very funny that transcend uh, any religion or anything or words. So I like to go there. You know. Because the insult jokes are relatively easy, especially yeah. you know we're smart, mm-hmm. so it's easy to insult stupid people. Yeah, and, and it gets a laugh. Yeah, you know, it gets a laugh. But uh, yeah, there's always something higher. Yeah, and uh, sometimes I choose the other way. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, philosophy. You know, philosophical jokes. Yeah, you know, like the real I. I you know, the religion I invented was Zen Judaism. That's a f- you know so f- everything is sacred and everything is marketable, to a lot of people. That's uh, that's very funny. Mm-hmm. That some people they don't get that joke at all. Yeah, uh, and some Jews hate me for saying that. Yeah, they they don't want me identifying Judaism with market marketability. Mm. You know because that's the stereotype. Oh, okay. Of Jews, yeah. Jews should just be happy they're good at marketing. They just <laughs> that's great.
0: Have you ever had uh, one of those uh, gigs in uh, recovery that didn't go so
1: well? Uh, only because it was my fault. Mm. Uh, I did a gig with uh, you know Willis Turner. Yeah, I love He's Willis. He's great. I love Willis. Yeah, yeah. And we flew to uh, uh, the the Atlantic Ocean. We did a gig, and it's a big convention, huge, and. The show was late at night, NA convention, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. And just before I go on stage, the person who booked me said, it's got to be a clean show. You have to be clean. <laughs> right, right before and you get said, on stage. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> this is like. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> and she said, no, you have to be clean. And my act in for N.A. is totally, totally vulgar. Yeah. I mean, just brilliant. Yeah. P- brilliant pussy jokes. Yeah. Like one pussy joke. I ago. love them. And, uh, and I had to get on stage, and I said, what the fuck? And the room is packed. Yeah. And it's all mostly, I would say, 99.8 tenths black N.A. gig. Yeah. Addicts. Yeah. Junkies. Right. Clean. Yeah. Ten thirty at night at an NA convention, and I'm supposed to not say pussy oh, or fuck. Wow! And it was torture. Yeah, it was torture. I yeah, know. No, those gigs, there was one black guy came saw I was suffering on stage. He came <laughs> run up and running up, and he hugged me. No, oh, that's the worst.
0: <laughs> that's the worst, man. When they feel sorry for they you, felt so bad. For oh me.
1: no! It was like the the Apollo. Only mm-hmm. I couldn't get on stage. Oh, <laughs> and, and,
0: uh, and, but they were polite.
1: No, oh, they, they weren't no, polite. It got worse.
0: Oh, they, they, oh okay. Go.
1: And then the person I, who booked me, it got worse. And then the person who booked me stopped the show and says, "You have to respect the comedian." And I'm, oh, no, don't do that. that yeah, disrespect oh, me. Oh, No, no, that was bad. Wow,
0: but you stuck to your guns and you didn't. Uh, you didn't go dirty.
1: I couldn't. They wouldn't. If I went dirty, they wouldn't pass. Oh, really? And it, yeah. It cost a lot of money to get there. Yeah. So we, right. need, we needed to get yeah. paid. You need to get paid. Yeah, no, I get it.
0: So we got paid. Yeah. It's not like you just drove across town. No, you know. <laughs> no. It was a long, dr- long yeah. flight and a yeah. long drive.
1: Ugh. So that was a lesson. Holy yeah. shit. I've learned a couple of lessons. There was another one that was bad. But, that, you know, I don't think you get to be really good if you don't get really bad. Sure. You have to die, yeah. die, die. Yeah. Just die. Yeah. Go home and crawl into bed and fucking die. Yeah. And then you learn. Yeah. If you you don't have the guts to get back up, well, then. Yeah. You weren't meant to do this.
0: Right. No, I I totally agree. But, I mean, it's so funny because, like, most people associate, like, you falling on your face or failing as, oh, it must not be for you. Like, they don't get it. You know what I mean? You need to fail at things. And that's how you learn. Yeah. And then, and then you coming back, uh, makes you stronger and it makes you, uh, you know, better. And, you know, you overcame that. And, um, uh, but I mean, I just think that, you know, it, it, you know, it's just known or like people believe that, oh, if you if you fail at that, you, you must not be, it must
1: not be for you. Well, I know better. Mm. I mean, I really know that I'm born to do comedy. I mean, there's no doubt. I'm born to do music and comedy. There's no doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. So no, nobody can tell me anything else. I can feel bad because that happened. Yeah. You know, or, and there've been other times when, uh, when I, when I had a bad show that you just bomb, it just, you just do it. It happens. Yeah. And I, I can't blame anybody except for either my own inexperience or my own fear or my own ego, or I'm losing control. or I get so scared. I forget what I'm supposed to say. Or uh, I get so scared that I do the, the setup to the joke, which is tragedy and then I forget to do the punchline because mm. I'm nervous and my, my need for approval is so great yeah. that it fucks me up. You know I've been there enough times to not let that happen again. Huh. So I say that I'm not I mean I'm going into new uh, areas of comedy which I'm are really threatening yeah, which is cool. I have to go where I have to go where it's threatening. Because if I'm not scared, what the fuck am I doing up there? I mean, what am I, what am I saying? I got to say something that's, that's risky.
0: Yeah.
1: I love the risk. Yeah. I hate, I hate the risk and I love the risk. Yeah. Because I know I love it when I'm by myself and I'm walking, I love the risk. That's where my brain goes. Yeah. It doesn't go to safe shit. No. It goes to the risk and then I have to say, say, oh shit, I got to say that in public. And that's what you've
0: been doing. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, uh. It, it's scary. It's scary to go there and it's scary to be in a room where you're just trying to, uh, entertain these people and you're trying to, you know, do your jokes and this and that, but you need to, uh, you know, work out some new stuff and stuff, you know, it might not be so popular cause you haven't worked it out yet. Or maybe your views aren't that popular. Right. And, uh, the, what, what you're going to say, like you said, uh, you know, When you say that thing about the Jews and they don't appreciate it so much, you know, it, uh, you know, that's maybe a thought that you had and, you know, you make it funny Mm. and, uh, but it's, it's, it's hard to go there and, uh, you gotta be really brave to, to do that and go through that. I've also learned that,
1: you know, when I do a temple gig, I don't have to say pussy in temple, you know? You don't have to. No, no. no, My first temple gig, I was preparing for it. I was talking to a friend of mine, and I love that pussy monologue I do. Mm -hmm. And and I wrote that before the vagina monologues were written. So Mm. I was saying cunt and pussy (laughs) 35 years ago. (laughs) And the idea of saying cunt in public 35, 40 years ago was a big deal. And it scared the shit out of me. And then I finally had the guts to do it and it paid off. Mm. You know, but of course some people didn't like it, but that's okay too. Yeah. But when I do a temple gig, you can't say you can't say pork in temple. Oh wow. You know, you got I gotta be yeah. If I wanna do those gigs, what's the point in my saying pork when I know people are gonna be offended? Yeah. I don't need to do that. Yeah. You know? They're probably eating pork too. <laughs> <laughs> or at least bacon. <laughs> it's funny. No, it's a great life, though. I mean, to take those risks, what else is there? No, there's
0: nothing better to, to like, put your neck out like that, you know, on this, you know, maybe uh, uh, this thought that you have and uh, you doing it and, it, you know, getting laughs and yeah, nothing like that. And then yeah. all of a sudden you got a new bit. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's, it's, it's great, man. There's, there's. That, that's a powerful drug right there, you know the uh that uh once once you uh find out you got a new bit
1: to work with yeah <laughs> right where do your do you have like when I go for my walks that's where some of my greatest stuff hits me, and when I used to jog, I would get fuck oh god I would get tons of music and melodies, and I'd find myself jogging down here singing those great melodies and saying oh this it' so it's so uh, enlivening it's so enriching and yeah. so healthy, you know, to be out in the top of Griffith Park was in the rain, shirts off and just jogging and sweating in the rain and singing and stuff. I used to jog naked in in Griffith Park. No way. Yeah, I was in the pouring rain, you know, just no, nobody's up there, you know. So I'm jogging. I take my clothes <laughs> off because I want to feel primitive, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I'm hanging onto my balls with my left hand. And then one time I'm jogging up there and I'm in running naked in the rain and I see a guy way off in the distance and he sees me and I wave to him and uh, and and he runs away. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be a
0: bad time to see a mountain lion, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, look at those
1: berries over yeah, there. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ran in Griffith Park when I could see deer with antlers. Wow. One time I actually saw that. I saw a deer with antlers in Griffith Park. I haven't seen that since. Yeah. That was amazing. Wow. That's, I've been in LA 35, 40, 30, that's 37, 36 years ago yeah I haven't seen one since wow
0: so you think you'll stay in uh, California
1: no I don't think so I think I think we'll probably go somewhere I don't know I don't know where I want to be I want to be a lot more successful before I leave so that I can go anywhere and you know a lot of people get su- successful here and then go someplace else because it doesn't matter yeah you can always fly somewhere but I I would like, I have a lot more to say. I think what's important to me right now is that I have a lot more things I want to talk about on stage mm-hmm. and uh, I don't hear anybody saying the stuff I want to hear. Mm. So I really need to start saying that so I start hearing it. Nice. And I spoke to Perry Kurtz the other night. You know Perry? Yeah. Uh, he's doing some live shows. So I think I'm going to just start doing that just to get my mind back in shape. In yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I've been... Too isolated Yeah
0: Yeah we all have yeah. It's not good No It's not good No Um You know Especially for us comics Like like I said We're used to being out Almost every night And uh You know Seeing each other And having that camaraderie And um Doing our jokes man And it's uh Really tough Just to be You know it, it, It's you know by yourself and i don't know so hopefully that turns around um you check something hey um yeah this is um
1: we've we need to wrap it up we ha- i have to okay i di- i I'm I might not be able to pick up my daughter i got to take care okay,
0: of okay let me go to the bathroom and then we then we'll wrap it up is okay that cool yeah Or you got to leave right now no
1: no let's wrap okay, it up cool. No? Arrangements
0: for my daughter to go someplace else. Okay. Cool. So you, do you want to keep going or? No. Okay. I gotta, you you got to wrap it up. Yeah. I okay. I really had a good yeah. time with you, man. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. How
1: do you want to wrap it
0: up? Uh, just thank you for coming out. Okay. <clears throat> get it um get this one recording again Right, Dave. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's good seeing you, man. Hey, great seeing you. Really, uh, we go back a long time. Yeah, and yeah. I'm really had. I'm really glad we had this chance to talk.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's like I was talking to you before the podcast, and I was just like, save it for the podcast. Yeah. You know, but like, you know, I there's so like I could talk to you for years. <laughs> you know what I <laughs> mean? Like, you got so many stories. You've been to so many different places, and you've experienced so many different things, and it's just so great to hear and uh, you know I think uh, your story is inspiring and uh, very helpful for certain people especially you know ones that are in recovery or you know need to go and uh, you know if uh, do, do you have anywhere um, that they could uh, go to to you know for help or do you want to uh, plug any? any of those uh, recovery places or anything like that? or w- Do you have any sort of advice towards uh, anyone?
1: Uh, if people are looking for help, there's, you can always find Narcotics Anonymous. They have a, uh, a I think it's na.org, www.na.org. Uh, if you want to talk to me, you can find my website, www.davidzasloff.com. I'm always open to helping however I can. That's Part of what we do And uh, no judgment no. Yeah. Just We're here to help People, people help me And uh, I'd love to Talk to you again
0: Awesome Well thank you For coming by And uh, I appreciate it And this cool. was a lot of fun Thank you man Thank you buddy